The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Yesterday to Today episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 652, and I'm Snowy White. And I'm Aaron. And dear listeners, you can probably tell by the slowed pace, the down-dampened tone of my voice, that I am in desperate need of a true cold coffee trvekvltcoffee.com it's the most metal coffee the blackest coffee the hottest coffee that you're ever going to find if you subscribe not only will you not have the tired substandard whatever i'm doing right now you're going to get not one but two great bands every month with your coffee and you're not going to run out of coffee You won't be in a position that I'm in right now where I'm exhausted. It's the end of the week. I don't want to look at another human soul. So, don't be like me. Go to True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee dot com and get the coffee so you can be among the living. How's it going, Snowman? (laughs) Oh, can't complain, can't complain, everything that's going on. Um, it is Friday night as we speak, but normally for a guy like me, Friday night, it's like, fuck yeah, Friday, but um, no, nah, I think I'm going to kind of hold off on anything exciting, apart from doing this fantastic show and, ha- and hanging with you, but I'm going to hold off for a little while, because tomorrow... As we speak, Mrs. Snowy and I, we make our way down to get shot number one and start start our super soldier serum. I can't wait. Shall, shall we say, yeah. I can't wait your superpowers come in. <laughs> That's right. And then every time you say making our way, I keep thinking, making my way in the world today. Sure does take a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe I, I've seen every every episode of that show. That's probably where I, I might actually subconsciously uh, pick that up. It's um, a fantastic show, and you know what's funny? Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember the show where Sam's uh, longtime friend um, in baseball came out as being gay? Mm-hmm. And but he did in a book, but you know he didn't tell Sam. He wanted Sam to read the book, and Sam didn't read the book. Right. You know, it was all kind of crazy. (laughs) I didn't realize that that episode was in their first season within their first handful of episodes. Like, when you look at that, that is progressive as hell for that era. Oh, yeah. 80s? Yeah. For that, that was like, Uh like, like when you think about what was going on in that era and, like, you know, the whole AIDS crisis, you know, and Mm -hmm. just, just the, the misinformation and just everybody panicked. And to, to be able to, to do an episode like that, because it's still one of my favorite episodes. I think it's fantastically done. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with the two guys that kiss Norm on the cheek and he points to the money and goes, better than Vera. <laughs> better than Vera, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, one of those things where just like, man, that was a groundbreaking show. But mm-hmm. that's not why we're here tonight. We're here tonight for metal. Metal, let's metal, get, let's yes. Get metal. We're definitely going to get metal. Unfortunately, we do not have a creature feature for tonight, but that's okay because we had definitely have one rip-roaring uh, discussion to get to. Speaking about the 80s, yeah. shall we say, a little bit of a precursor there. And let's get on with some metal here right now in our mandatory metal section, courtesy of the good folks at True Cobalt coffee i chose this really cool band because it's going to play a little more into my um my metal fix in a little bit but i grabbed the uh, an old seven inch um seven seven incher from the death metal band morbosidad okay and i yeah uh, really really cool i'm going to talk about it a little later on but for the mandatory metal section for True Cobalt Coffee, let's go with a more recent track from Morbosidad. How about the title track from their last record? This is a Corona de Epidemia.
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Oh, hey, dude, what's going on? Well, the final, not the final, the third of the vinyl club. So my ah. third vinyl club is going to ship. Can you believe it? Okay. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's Holy the shit. third of the fourth. <laughs> we should have had the fourth by now, and I should have been able to re-sign up. Um, and I can tell you this. I'm going to re-sign up because, one, it's been a fun journey. Two, <laughs> it's been great vinyl and just fun You know, getting cool 45s from a band I love. Mm-hmm. But three, for as screwed up as this thing has been, Metallica's handled it amazingly. Like, amazingly. It's been some of the best communication, customer service I think I've ever seen. You know, it, because they just come out and they're like, yeah, we screwed the pooch on this one. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just super, super cool. So that's going on. Um, I feel like there's other things. Hell, if I know what they are. It's been that kind of week. Like, I'm so thankful it's Friday. I... it's just been (laughs) intense like i only finished finished up working here and thankfully i don't have a commute but i only finished up like maybe uh, almost two hours ago now Uh ah you know Mm -hmm. and i've got um i've got co-workers like i think i've told you this like we're we're spread out across the united states Mm -hmm. so um there are times where I've got somebody on the West Coast. She's like, hey, can you meet? I want to meet at 3 o'clock. I'm like, oh, sure. He means 3 o'clock West Coast time, which means 6 o'clock my time. So, you know, this is when I wish I was on the West Coast because then I could work earlier. And probably drop off because of an earthquake. <laughs> but, you know, that's because I'm exhausted right now. But that's really all I got. That's the only thing I can think of is the Vinyl Club thing right now. Other than... Other than, do you remember Pusshead? I mean, I know you remember Pusshead. But I do, I do. Do you remember, he didn't he have a website for a while, but it was like one of those, it almost didn't never appeared in a search engine kind of thing? Not that I know of. I don't ever recall. I bought a print, that. and it's somewhere in my garage, and hopefully this week it will be unearthed. Uh, um, are, you, are you an H.R. Geiger fan? Like, uh, the, the, yeah, of the art? I, I can I can't say I've gone to any museums or seen his work or bought any books or anything, but I definitely can appreciate it. Hey, old Celtic Frost fan, of course I like H.R. Okay. Geiger. Okay, because I think I have some of that in the garage too. Like I've I've uh-huh. got shit all over the place. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be one of those weeks. But anyway, what's going on with you? Let's let's well, talk about something fun. It's funny that you should say, um, you should mention Pusshead because I pulled out an old Septic Death EP. No. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, I pulled out a whole bunch of albums like we were talking about Pile Driver on the last episode, which, sorry, everyone, like last week was kind of a kind of a marathon. Don't worry, it won't be won't be three and a half hours <laughs> this this long, but we definitely had a fantastic time but for yeah for my metal fix i went went down into snowy's vaults and pulled out some old some old records including including septic death and some pile driver and just whatever else was kind of 
striking my fancy there because I have I have records, you know, vinyl down down in the basement in the vaults, and I have the other half of the collection now in my living room where my turntable now is and all that. So, <laughs> so again, I'm just like your like your um, like your coworkers. My music is all scattered throughout the house. Here, here in the studio, I got a box full of CDs underneath my desk here, and all that. And I got a metric shit ton of cassettes and CDs down in the vaults as well, and all that. So I got them all scattered all over the house. I'm always armed and ready to get armed some kick-ass tunes. Yeah, <laughs> whenever I can. I hit the uh, hit the record stores, you know. I hit the record shop into the music. Say, you know, big shout out to our good buddy Jace. Grabbed a a new copy of the hardcore band's um, "Cruel Hand," their lock and key record. Rock on! Really cool green marble vinyl that Mrs. Snowy totally marked out for as well as as I mentioned. In the mandatory metal section, Morbidosa, Morb, Morbosidad. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a name that I was going to struggle with and all that. Well, I grabbed their an older seven-incher of theirs, Bejo El and Grendo del Crucifado. I'm assuming this sounds very Spanish to me. Okay, and it's yeah, it's just it's cool. Early two thousands black metal, real really digging it. Clear vinyl, as well, which you know, being brutal black metal, you know, does clear vinyl really fit? Hmm, I don't know, but still, it was really cool stuff. And the thing about this is. This EP is kind of kind of sat, you know, in the seven inch section at the, you know, at the shop yeah. for a while. Like I wasn't a hundred percent if I was going to pick it up or not. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going in. I'm gonna be buying this sound unheard, which I'm good at, good for. You know, we're old schoolers. We've done that. You know, we'll continue to. But it just it just kind of sat there and it sat there and it sat there and just I finally said you know what I'm gonna take the plunge with this. I picked it up, I brought it home, and Mrs. Snowy said, "Well, then you are just destined to have it." You know, like that this well, this record had your name on it. You know, it, it it was fate that you know it waited for you to uh, to finally grab it. So I thought. That was kind of cool. This is also really kind of cool, too. Okay. I grabbed a new Cro-Mags cassette. Last year, the Harley Flanagan version of the Cro-Mags put out a new album in the beginning. Okay. And I I haven't listened to it yet. I I haven't even opened it up yet. I'm kind of having some issues with my, my, my cassette system on my stereo. But I just the the idea of a new new a new not an old one that just hasn't been opened, you know. But a new a new a new Chromax cassette. I just oh, okay. And at that price, okay, I'm gonna have to grab that. So I grabbed that and just some other other records. The last couple uh, last couple trips, I bought some cool vinyl. You you you'll of course remember Crocus. Oh yeah, 
Heck yeah. <laughs> From the 80s, well, I grabbed the Blitz. That was an album that I never had and some Canadian classic rock like Harlequin and Lover Boy. I discovered the last time I went down into the into the Snowy's vaults that I couldn't find my Joan Jett and the Blackhearts I Love Rock and Roll album. Yeah. It's like, it's like God, I could swear I had this. How come I can't find it and all that? Well, my last trip, I found a copy. Good Good price, good shape, second hand. Okay, I'm going to grab that. That record is still fantastic. Okay, like it's really lighthearted. Okay, everyone knows, you know, her cover of I Love Rock and Roll, and it's a classic song now and all that. But there's just, there's, you know, quote unquote serious songs, and then you kind of get into some of the more goofy, kind of the more lighthearted cover songs, you know, doing some old Runaways and Dave Clark Five and, you know, the originals are really cool. Even, you know, a more rock and roll version of The Little Drummer Boy. Okay. As I was listening to that record just last night, yeah. it just, it took me right back to when, you know, I was just barely, I was maybe about 10, 11 years old when that record came out. And it's so true when they say, like, when you learn a song or a record from when you're, when you're a kid, you don't forget you don't forget this stuff. It all comes flooding back to you. That that whole record did just that. And as well, I grabbed uh, a vinyl copy of Slade's Alive album, which that was totally that that's really really early Slade. This goes back to like 1972. Okay, I saw that on the Instagram today. I was going to ask you about that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just basically. Uh, a live album of a show back in 72. So what are the you tracks? Know, before they really took off. Um, you know what? I, I'd never really heard of any of these songs. Okay. Except for their cover of born to be wild. Huh? <laughs> it makes and It's, it's really, it's a really like it, it apparently like this really, like I've never seen Slade live, but yeah, apparently, you know the scuttlebutt about this record is it really epitomized Slade live at that moment hmm. and all that and it's a huge influence going so much you know what's another famous live album called Alive uh, Kiss 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 Alive yeah. like Paul Stanley himself will say that that title okay was inspired by Slade Alive It makes sense, because, I mean, there are definitely some tendencies of Slade there in Kiss. Oh, yeah. They're huge fans. Yeah. Like, you ask a lot of artists, you know, from the 80s and late 70s, what are some of your favorite bands? Holy shit, the amount of Slade fans just be coming out of the woodwork. Dude, I love Slade. I really Mm -hmm. do. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. And finally, before we get to some cool tunes that came across my desk here, um, in my hot little hands, here it is, right here, the May 20, 2021 issue of Disciple Magazine. That's what it came this they week. They caught up? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm all caught up. Now, I don't know if there's... If there's a you know a new one now out on the newsstand in the U.S. or whatever, and you know I'm not that, but bottom line, I'm not that far behind. 
it's really cool. Cannibal Corpse is on the the cover. the 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 flexi disc is none other than Earth Christ. Mob Rules in the Hall of Fame record. Yeah. You really dig the band Gojira. Got Bongzilla, Outer Heaven. Really, really cool stuff. I can't wait to kind of really dig my paws into this and what you're going to really dig in the mag. This this magazine as well should be all over the newsstands, right? Um, because Time Time Life magazine put out a special edition. Like every, I don't know, like they Time Life has these special edition magazines that cover everything, movies, TV shows. I bought one for Jaws, Marvel movies, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. We've you know, whenever one, I just bought one of Godzilla as well. Okay. Yes. They they just they recently released one dedicated exclusive to Eddie Van Halen. As well, you that's definitely something, dude. Go out of your way. You know, I under I understand there's not a lot of cool magazine shops or anything in your area, but yeah. this is this is the type of release I bought mine. You know, at the drug at the drugstore, off the drugstore ma- magazine rack just down the road from my place. So Time Life, it's wide, it's widely available. I flipped through it, and it covers everything. It covers everything, right from Ed, from Van Halen's early days to the days with, you know, meeting Valerie Bertinelli, and then the band going multi platinum and all that. It's just, it just looks like if you're a Van Halen fan, this is just going to be an incredible read. I definitely would. Like somebody other than guitar magazines are covering Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like it's just, it's main, main, mainstream press that are, you know, that are paying tribute to him. And as well, I I just, I don't think you can really deny the cultural impact of Van Halen. I mean, I understand Billy Eilish doesn't know who he is. And, you know, I've spoke my piece on that. I don't blame her because the last 20 years have been kind of silent. But you can't deny the impact on him. I mean, you know, there's somebody. There's a star that died the other day that you know probably a lot of people didn't know about either because they haven't done anything in twenty years. But they're still a big deal. You know, like I don't know. It's it's just it's nice to see Eddie getting more recognition outside of just the people that play guitar. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Comes well recommended as well. If you are a, you know, if you're into the 80s thrash, but you kind of dig dig the bands that are still kind of kicking around and doing it, Artillery, May 7th, courtesy of Metal Blade, dropped their latest record called X or 10, being their 10th album. Hmm, I think that's what they're going with that. As I said, that came across my desk. And let's go with a track from that. This is like like like, like I said, our artillery, like yeah, okay, their heyday was in the eighties, I guess, for the most part, but they're just one of those bands that just never said die, you know, and there's I guess you know, there's enough of, of a resurgence within for artillery that Metal Blade has once again kind of stepped up and taken notice. And you will recall 
little while, I don't even know how long ago it was, we had the good fortune of having guitarist Michael Stutzer on the show when Artillery and Onslaught came through town. That was a bucket list interview with him. So kind of whet your appetite for the new record, May 7th via Metal Blade. This is the Mighty Artillery with Turn Up the Rage.
from that well new new ish last year 2020 that newish Chromags record in the beginning that is from the grave go and check that out right now and once again may 7th is the deliverance day the delivery shall we say i wanted to say d-day but i don't know that is that really that really appropriate but then again with the with a band name like artillery maybe it is maybe it is so hey may 7th regardless you're going to want to check out that new record simply entitled 10 great stuff great stuff as we said at the top of the hop we don't have a creature feature tonight but that's okay because um with everything going on with this new artillery record we're talking about eddie van halen and chromax have a new record out and all that it just it's kind of appropriate that um we kind of delve into the past shall we say yeah and a little bit into the present in kind of a roundabout way because who who you know everyone is always reminiscing ah it was so much cooler back then ah the bands back then are so much better than the bands today it was just all around better when we were younger damn it well some things yeah some things not so much or some things today you know were just as good as they were when we were teens in the 80s and all that and let's i just kind of had this idea of like there's so much from then okay that if we were to bring it today you know the awesomeness of that and then there's stuff from you know like from today dude imagine if we had that yeah, you know, back when we were teenagers, <laughs> that that would have ruled. You know, it's just ah, it's just amazing what goes through your head. You know, when you're in that mindset, especially when you're thinking of the wonderful world of metal, like I pretty much always am, and all that. First of all, before we kind of dive into anything. Where where is your head? Like, are you thinking everything? It's still was, on top of was, my shoulders. It's still same it's place still I there. normally keep it. <laughs> it's, it's still there, but for the most part, are you nostalgic? You know, for the eighties, or are you kind of happy with what how everything is right now? Um, yes, because it depends on what we're talking about. There are times I'm nostalgic. There's times where I'm like. There's no better time to live than right now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, when it comes to music, I definitely get nostalgic and not for the sound before anybody thinks that, oh, you just like old music. No, I like new music. Well, so I, it kind of is for the sound because I think a lot of things did sound better mm -hmm. before we got some of this digital loudness wars and all that sort of thing. But it's not for the style. Let's put it that way. Like, like it's, <clears throat> it, it it was how we consumed music. Let's put it that way. You know, oh, definitely, yeah. Like I, I could. Oh, sorry. Well, I was gonna say. Think think about this. Um, when I was a kid, if I was gonna listen to something, it was on the radio, it, mm -hmm. or it was on a cassette. 
or was on an album. Those were essentially my three choices. And all of those choices meant, like, if it's on the radio, you're the mercy. Right? You're still <laughs> the mercy. But, uh-huh. I mean, like, you you have no say in it. And you would, do you, like, do you remember waiting to call into the DJ to request a song? Yeah, I've done that, yeah. You know? And, and then, like, you finally get through and the DJ's like, nah. It hangs up on you. You're yeah. Like, or we, we just played that a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you could listen to it on cassette, but you're listening to that song because trying to skip back and forth wasn't easy. Or you're listening to, like, if it's a full album, you're going to listen to that album side because it wasn't easy to drop the needle in the right place, especially if you didn't want to break the needle. And right. think about it. Like, right now, sitting beside me in my phone, I have access to more music than I was probably had access to from 1980 to 1990, you know, combined like, Mm -hmm. like all those years, like it's, it's staggering. Right. And, and so like, I actually miss those limits and, and I, and I miss the, miss the limits because I think that we are more thoughtful about it. You, talked about it more you could get into it more with other people because uh, i mean especially for what we like right but i mean it took commitment to be a metalhead oh uh-huh you know like you had to dig around for stuff you had to ask around for stuff you had to find stuff if somebody else has something like dude what's that that's so cool you know tapes got passed around that sort of thing and i mean it it was not easy to be, you know, a, a metal fan, or I mean, even a music fan, you know, outside yeah, the radio, you had to put in the time, yeah, 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 you really did. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if you're if you're if you bust your ass all all, all week and it's payday, okay, that you get much more gratif- you get more gratification and that that sense of accomplishment out of that paycheck than if someone just said here. Here's X amount of dollars. Go have fun. Okay, at least at least that's that's the way I feel. Like you, yeah, you you put the time in, you put the mental effort in. Now you just hit some keys, and you have what whatever whatever you want. Yeah, and all that. Def, definitely one of the things that um, from since we're kind of t- talking stuff from to from yesterday to today i i would just like to see mo- the the record shops back okay like we have record shops up here but they're for the most part they're mostly secondhand right now oh okay okay like yeah there is there is new vinyl to be bought but the vast majority is still kind kind of secondhand because it's still building its way back up now I would definitely like to see a lot of today's music, all this wicked music that comes across my desk and all that. I would like better access to it, the same kind of access that we had as kids, as teenagers, namely going to a full to to a record store, one of the many. Yeah. Shit, we had some malls, there was two of them in the same mall. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, that that was very common, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'd you'd mm-hmm. have two easily 
you know, actually, like, I can think of two malls and both had two record stores, like, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And there you was know. a smaller mall across the street that yeah. had one as well. Like, it's just, that's that's just the way, you know, there was the there was the demand for that. I, I would like to see that today. All this great music. And yeah, okay, you can order it on Amazon or you can order it through the label and all that. No, I'm talking about going to the record shop and having it there and knowing, you know, that it would be there for you. And all that. That's definitely something that we kind of we well because we didn't know any better. We didn't know the that computers were going to take over the music, you know, industry. A la the like the Terminator wiped out humanity and all that. We didn't we, we didn't see we didn't see that coming. So we kind of took it for granted. Not because that's just that's just what we knew. You know, it's the same thing yeah. with. Um, with magazines as well, since we were talking about Decibel and the Eddie Van Halen and all that. The the magazine rack then, okay, how many metal publications were there, you know? Especially oh, yeah, especially if it was in a music store that kind of specialized in in good music, shall shall we say, because you had you know the imported the the Krang's Metal Hammer, Metal Forces, and all, yeah. and then you had all the domestic ones as well. And I bought as many as I could. And Decibel is great. I love Decibel and all that. But ah, they they're getting the 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 North American, you know, actual physical pages of you know are they're getting far and few between now and it's just it's kind of depressing (laughs) i feel like there's also it doesn't feel like there's there's as much to report on now and not that there's less happening but this instant access to everything Mm -hmm. like like, so like like you know when when we were pitching the the idea for the show like we're like you know what are things you'd want to take back or things that you miss and i honestly like I love the instant access to information because like literally I just looked up this record store that I grew up with uh, called Record Rama because I wanted to talk about it because it's where I think it's where I got my first Kiss record. And okay. if not my first Kiss record, definitely my first Kiss poster. We got a Kiss poster from Animal Eyes that had all the albums listed at the bottom of it. And I still have it somewhere. It's in my parents' house. But it was... um. It was an amazing record store, just absolutely amazing record store. And it was huge. Like you went down underneath this complex. It was like this huge underground compound and there's just vinyl and CDs everywhere. <laughs> but, but um, I, like, I, I think because of that, people don't appreciate the information as much, you know, mm-hmm. like I loved getting a magazine. I loved the fact that somebody was going to do an article. And if three magazines were doing an article, they couldn't write the same article. You know, like if they wanted to interview Bruce Dickinson in three different magazines, they had to be three different articles. Oh, yeah, definitely. Think about today. Like if if you get a click through like, oh, if or if you Google something, um, just like things we've, we've Googled on the show, like different news stories. 
I can pull up five different links and they're going to be almost identical. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, is it because there's nothing interesting to say? Is it because that creativity is dead? Or is it because it's just sheer laziness and it's easier just to get this one source and then everybody puts it out? Yeah, I think I think that's that's what it is. And then in the written format, you know, in in the magazine format, yeah, you have to differentiate from the other from the other from the other guys, or else people would only buy like the one, you know, the the one the one issue, like the the style of metal of metal forces, which was much different, you know, than than something over here, especially like like a magazine like Rip. Yeah, that they they definitely had their own um, their own fourth format and their own style and all that, and it differed from the Krangs and Metal Hammers and all that. Yeah, you're you're definitely right, and I miss that. I think it's just the, I think it really what really hit home was when Maximum Rock and Roll of all mags because that 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 was the one okay yeah decibel is still around you know and metal hammer is but they're kind of you know their shelf space is very is is limited now but when maximum rock and roll okay a total diy a total punk 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 magazine oh, that I really love that mag and they're not even they were they were never concerned with profits they were never nope. you know you know it was it was all it was all about it was all about punk rock, okay. Yeah. And when they finally had to succumb to just being, you know, online, it's like it was one of the days that the music died, <laughs> okay. Because you like, like if they, if they can't, you know, if they can no longer sustain on 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 the written page, yeah. then we're you know, it's we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Yeah. Well, so and and you know what I think think that I, I miss because here's the thing like I am I am such a weirdo when it comes to digital technology versus you know the old school stuff. In my job, I was one of the first people to want to go completely digital. I was one of the first people who's like, no, let's get rid of paper. I'm done with it. Um, get it out of here because there is a problem with paper in an industry like what I'm in where where information is changing so quickly things are moving so fast paper doesn't update mm-hmm. you know so if you don't change your paper or somebody doesn't give you a new piece of paper you don't know what's going on so that's when you know this internet newfangled thing <laughs> I just need to sound old there for a minute, but like, you know, that, that's when the internet really has its, um, you know, its, its benefits. And dude, when I tell you, like we used to print out two phone books and I'm not talking like skinny phone books. I'm talking the old school, like two to three inch phone books, Mm -hmm. two phone books worth of paper for every person in a new hire class. So think about how much paper that is just for one single 30-person class. Wow. And then think about like a hiring spree of like 300 people and how much paper that was. Oh, that is a lot. we can only use it once. Mm Mm-hmm. Because by the next class, it was was changed. 
you know, and that's what I used to tell people. So when, when, you know, when, um, my boss like, Hey, do you want to try putting, um, a PDF on your iPad? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like now, (laughs) you know, let's do it. (laughs) And it was the greatest thing in the world because then I only had to download what was updated. It was way easier to prep, way easier to highlight things. And I was all about it. Right. So I'm like, yeah, no. And I mean, even notes, like I've been digitally note taking forever because that way I don't have to find my paper, look for my paper, anything like that. I'm all about digital. I mean, hell, you know that from the stuff I did on the show. I share the notebook that we were organizing stuff Mm -hmm. on the show. Like I am all about digital collaboration. It syncs across. Everybody can get in there. We can all share it versus a piece of paper where I have to moose mail it up to Canada. You strap it to a Canadian goose, send it over to (laughs) somebody else, you know, and that's just not efficient. But then by the, on the flip side, if I'm going to read, I'd really rather have a magazine or a book than to do it digitally, you know? Mm -hmm. And and my Kindle is, is like the 50, 50 because I love with my Kindle that I can travel and take a hundred books without the weight of a hundred books. But you know, that's, that's, but it's still not the same feel, right? Like you were, you were Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, right? Still am, yeah. Okay. Do you remember, I'm pretty sure this was second season or was it first season? No, I think it was second season. Second season with the um, gypsy computer lab lady. Do you remember her? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who? Yeah, she was the the ancestor of the people that cursed Angel. Yes, yes, her. So, do you remember when her class was helping Giles archive his books and they're scanning everything into the computer and they release this old demon? No, but that sounds okay. like something would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, and I I love that episode, right? Because so they they had a demon trapped in a book, and then when they scan it with a computer, essentially that's reading it, and the demon becomes alive. But now this demon is connected to the internet and becomes you know like a sentient mechanical being. But at the end, you know the gypsy lady, she's telling Giles, she's like, "Why do you hate computers so much?" And he looks at her. He says, "The smell." <laughs> and she looks at him and she's like, computers don't smell. He goes, exactly. He's like, ah, books yes. smell. They're musty. They He's do. like, if you're going to get knowledge, it's smelly. Like, you know, like getting knowledge should be smelly, you know? A- and I got to agree because there's something about the scent of a book or a magazine. You crack it open. You're like, oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like even the, like these old guitar magazines I have around here. And, the thing I got to say about these old guitar magazines, the tabs in those, and I feel like I told the story already, but my guitar teacher and I were looking something up online because, you know, and that, see, this is the cool thing. I take lessons with a teacher in New York. I couldn't have done that, you know, in the 80s. Like, not if I didn't live in New York, you know, mm-hmm. but now because of the internet, I can take lessons with a guy who's in New York and he's like my dream guitar teacher. And um, we're online, we're looking up tabs for this one song. He's like, oh, all these are wrong. These all suck. Because the downside to the internet is anybody can publish, where the upside to the internet is anybody can publish, right? Is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. But then um, I'm like, well, hang on. I had this old magazine from like 86. And I sent him the tabs. He's like, yeah, dude, that's dead on. Like, things were more accurate, and it's almost like they had to be. But at the same time, I think a big part of it is 
Think about how many more distractions we have today. How many more things are vying for your attention? Oh, geez. Can't even begin to imagine. You yeah. know, because cause like, like here's what I can't figure out. Like if I was going to take something back, I take back my computer and my recording interface. Like, do you know what I could do in 1986 with this kind <laughs> of technology? Uh-huh. Like, like the ability to make an album the way that I can do it? Like, oh my, no. you know, I'd be the most famous person in the world. Just for that, oh, he's, he's producing an album every month. What? How's he doing this? What's this CD thing? I didn't even think those were out yet. You know, because you can burn your own. And mm -hmm. um, but it, you know, I, I like I think about that. Like what I would have done with that technology in '86. I think why is there not more music today? And it's because you have video games, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have YouTube, you have all this instant i mean it's it, essentially with the amount of media we have access to it is like if you're in the center of the library and all the books are just pressing down on you like like you mm -hmm. you, you can't escape it you know so what kid's going to sit down and practice for hours because he lives in the middle of nowhere and there's nothing else to do because now that nothing else to do is you watch netflix all day right Right, which, uh, yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with Netflix. Yeah, I mean, me too. Like, a lot of these streaming programs, I love, I love them and I hate them at the same time. But I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like, there is, like, I, I don't, I'm not the old man yelling at the internet cloud or anything. There is some stuff about the internet that I would, I wouldn't want to take. There's some, there's some things about, like, I wouldn't want the the technology you know that killed off you know basically killed off the recording industry i wouldn't want to take it back then but if i can just like pick little pieces of the internet and take it back when we're fantasizing about this you can basically do whatever you want yeah. i like the idea okay of now we have um ex accessibility to some of our favorite artists like through facebook yeah okay, i'm not i'm not talking ozzy sabbath huge huge stars because they're not interacting with fans on facebook and all that but a band like sacrifices okay like there's a lot of bands okay that i was a huge fan of when i was a teenager and i saw them as huge rock stars okay now, though, I chat with him on Facebook about the hockey game last night. See, okay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Imagine back then if we had the ex the accessibility of, you know, the bands that we love so much like we do then. Like as a, a teenage Snowy just would have that would have made my head spin. You know, like, oh, I could talk, you know, to this band. Yeah. Like, just so easily like that. Man, I, there's no way that I would have, you know, fathomed that as, you know, and it, I I have that spirit now with whenever we do an interview with a band that I really dug back as a teenager and all that. Now I'm finally getting a chance to speak to them like, you know, the the DJ in me, you know, I kind of got to play, I got to kind of play it cool. Okay. But the fanboy in me is like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm talking yeah. to this guy. And like I said, when I 
if if I ever lose that, I'll lose the show. You know what I mean? Like, I, ne- I, I never want to lose that. So having that part of the internet when we were teens just would have been right off the hook. You know, that would have been fantastic. And as well, shows like this. Okay, because when we were teens, all we really had for specialty programs, okay, podcasts and internet radio shows and all that, it's widespread. Yeah. At any given time, I can go on the internet, oh, I want to listen to a metal show right now. I can find one. I can find a podcast, a show like this. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a big wrestling fan. Oh, the Shining Wizards Network has um, umpteen awesome shows about wrestling okay horror film fan okay like every everything has its own podcast now stuff and star wars superheroes just at, at any given moment we never had that you know as a teenager i no. remember we had one metal show friday nights at midnight for an hour you know that that played what i thought was the good stuff Okay, there was one pro wrestling show, okay, that for, you know, for an hour a week and nothing for horror films and, you know, it just, just, there's nothing, okay? (laughs) The best thing we had for metal in the 80s was the Headbangers Ball. Right, right, and the Power Hour up here. And now you've got, you know, YouTube, any band you can just, put the name of the band in their their promo video pops up which that's good and that's also bad because you know and that's that's a whole other thing because I don't get the excitement from YouTube outside of concerts I don't get the excitement of YouTube that I had that the excitement I had with the power hour because you only had that hour and it was special right. and all and all that so it's just yeah to to have just to just take out the podcasting ability from the internet and send it back to the eighties. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And I mean, even, even if we just had the equipment and and easier accessibility, because I mean, really like podcasting is the pirate radio, Mm -hmm. you know, of of the eighties. Cause I mean, if you remember there are the guys doing pirate radio on ham rigs and, rigging up stuff so they could have their own radio station and that was highly illegal. Yeah. And then podcasting came out and it's like, oh hell, it's the same thing. All right, here we go. Raise the Jolly Roger. We're at it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And is okay, just do you think 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 back to seventeen year old Aaron. Yeah. Do you and I'll think back to seventeen year old Snowy and all that. Do you think we would have been able to do this show? Like even if we had the equipment and all that. Do you think we would have been able to do this show? I think we would have done a more music show. I think we would have been right. looking for everything that was underground and it would probably be less talk because I think talk is, is, is really become more of a thing now. But I, I think that the two of us would have been trying to be like, no, I'm going to find the most underground thing. No, I'm going to find the most underground I'm gonna, thing. Yeah, I'm going to. You know, because yeah. I can tell you, like, if we would have been doing this show in 88, I'd be like, dude, in Destroy. We're playing in Destroy. We're going to play USSA. <laughs> like, this shit is like the craziest shit. And you'd be like, no, man. Like, where do you hear this band up here in Canada? They're called Slaughter. Like, like I've never heard a guitar sound like this. You know? 
Mm-hmm. And, and oh, I'm, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And and I'd be like, you what? You mean like up all night? You'd be like, no, motherfucker. You'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like I'm talking like real heavy guitar. And then, you know, the Swedish death metal sound would have made it as the Canadian death metal sound because we would have broken it before Sweden had a chance to steal it from Canada. Sure enough, I think so. I think, you know, that, that's something we have to do. We, we have to dedicate an, an episode where we're just going to play music like that without, without us going, you know, with, with, without an interview, without yeah. a discussion, you know, without just us wanting to share all this wicked new bands that we had like we have to you know go go back and turn on our 17 year old brains and just 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 put one out like that i think that would be a lot of fun that would be a lot of fun um damn what was i just gonna say about oh so you know like they call the um the hm2 the swedish chainsaw but Think about it. Canadian chainsaw makes way more sense. Way, <laughs> way more lumberjacking in Canada yeah, than Sweden. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think so. The Canadian yeah. maple syrup extractor. That's what they would have called it. Like, how badass would that have been? Yeah, yeah. But we always end up every episode talking about the, the you know, going back to the pen, pen banger days and doing the, Doing the snail mail and all that, the old fashioned. I wouldn't mind if we just kind of went went back to that, as 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 well. If we if we could take that and bring it up again and cre- recreate that scene now, okay, that that whole era, yeah, of doing that, I would really dig that because along with the snail mail comes the demo tape trading. And the live tapes, and the fanzines. I oh, think, yeah. I think, I think fanzines these days because well, they're now webzines. Yeah. Okay, and you know, Maxim Rock and Roll. We th- we thought of it as a magazine, but basically, it was just the world's biggest fanzine, as well. And it just, it's just, yeah. I I can hardly find them anymore. You have to special order. You know, fanzines from a website, you know, or their uh, what you call it, their big cartel site. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fanzines will 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 have that and all that, but just to just to go to even even a cool record shop like like in like in into the music or Wild Planet here, you know, I don't see fanzines on 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 the counters anymore. You know, underneath the counter, I don't see them. You know, on the racks, you know, with with the records and all that, like we did back then. Shit, I remember every time we'd get a fanzine into the War on Music r- r- record shop, I always made sure I snagged a copy and all that. But it's just, it's just not happening anymore, dude. And I wanted to. Wanted well, it's because to. print has become so expensive, which oh, that's another blows thing my mind that printing something's expensive when because it was so weird because like in the 90s it took a dip right because it was so expensive to print things and then in the 90s it got even cheaper right we had kinkos i don't know if you ever had a kinkos up by you but it was like like a nationwide chain of copy centers yeah we don't have them up here but i know what they are okay so you like you just go in you had your kinkos card 
you make your copies, they have everything you need, you know, giant paper cutters, staplers. I mean, if you're going to make a fanzine, that's the place to do it, right? Mm -hmm. It was super easy and pretty cheap. You could go in and do it pretty cheap. Like I, um, when, when we made our first CD in 1999, we printed shit out ourselves and then we would actually, um, take it to Kinko's and use the paper cutters, you know, and we made some of our early cassette demos. We print, we designed the cassette fold on the computer. We take it to Kinko's, make a bunch of copies, and then we'd use their paper cutters cut them all up and then we'd stand there and we'd fold them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that'd be the thing. And like, and sometimes it'd be me and the one guitarist. Sometimes we'd bring a friend along with us. Sometimes there'd be like three and four of us and we'd all be at different stations and you come to know the guy at the Kinko's and, you know, and because it's like one o'clock in the morning cause they're open 24 hours and Oh, <laughs> Hey, you guys are back, you know? So you just hang out, you have a good time and, like, and, but you know what's sad is like, so shit was open 24 hours and yes, bad things went down, but I feel like there's more tomfoolery going on today. Like people really want to hurt each other today. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. have I told the Denny's story? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Because I I I'd originally I'd said I wanted to assemble the original people. Um, how much time are we at? Because this, this is a long one. <laughs> All right, we're already at thirty three minutes for this segment. Um, oh, okay. So, like, maybe maybe to remind me, but the 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 point is with, with the Denny story is, you know, there there's a group of us and we were just out being rowdy kids mm -hmm. and if we did that today we would have all been shot yeah i was gonna say yeah the cops are gonna show up and shoot yeah. us yeah yeah especially when i tell you the full story you know? okay <laughs> oh well, yeah it's it a good sounds one. like a story that we might not want to well, what's the statute of limitations on it so this it, it would have <laughs> probably been 91 or 92 we should be good by now like we're, it's almost 30 years and i mean I, time has been served essentially like two of the guys got community service and a fine you know that kind of thing my my one buddy to this day carries the citation in his wallet anytime i see him he's like still got it he pulls it out i'm like dude like that was because because that was a fucking night there we go holy shit was that a night you know like damn brother because i because i think that's the one that started out with us having a water fight at the car wash oh okay now when i say we had a water fight at the car wash i mean we went with a handful of quarters specifically just to have a water fight at the car wash we didn't wash anybody's car like we just like had the three you know stalls like like those and we just pumped the quarters in and we're just soaking the hell out of each other you know, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that night started because it was it was it was uh, my drummer's birthday, and so me and Mark took him there because we're like we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a water fight at the car wash like this is gonna be a blast, um, and so we did that. Oh, I think one of Mark's neighbors was with us, and then of course we're all soaking wet, and we're also three dudes that are not shy, so we're stripping down 
in this parking lot in public, how we were not arrested for indecent exposure, I don't know. <laughs> because we're standing there naked, wringing out our underwear, you know? <laughs> and people are like looking at us, we're like, we're just waving and smiling, we're like, hey, you know, yeah. we didn't give a shit. Well, do the kids listen to this? Um, I've <laughs> made it fairly clear to the kids that mommy's the better influence. <clears throat> there we are. But yes. um, <laughs> it's one of those things, dude, where like that couldn't happen today. If somebody did that today, somebody else, no, a thousand people are all videoing it, putting it on their Facebook. Oh, yeah, Look at these yeah. guys. Then they're going to use facial recognition, identify who they are, and then they're going to get slapped with some sort of harassment charge because they were naked in public. And some woman felt like she was being assaulted because she had to look at a penis, That's you nice. know, or some dude did or whoever else, right? Like, 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 that's just how it goes. Like, everybody's so ultra offended. And back then, you know, you know who the people who were the nicest about it? The old dudes, like the gray haired old couples, you know, like the, the old man, the old lady, they're looking at us and just laughing. It's like, huh, if you're laughing, you had to be a real hellion back in the 20s. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. <laughs> like it's just funny shit man uh, for sure for sure um i'm gonna drop a track here drop it get like on yeah 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 and i was thinking about well what would be an appropriate band for the topic of conversation here well the legendary pestilence yes just dropped their new album exentium and I'm going to go with a track from them because this is a band from back in the day, you know, late 80s, early 90s, a band from yesterday, and they're still bringing it today. So this is Pestilence with Morbus Propagation.
We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. For tonight's Indie Spotlight, this was a really cool band. Came across my desk from the wonderful state of Pennsylvania. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meddlers Befell. Their latest release just came across my desk. They're going to be available May 20th as we speak. Came across my desk, gave it a spin. Hmm, really cool modern metal sound. You're into your at the gates, your your triviums, bands like this. I think you might really dig this. So let's get into it, and hopefully it'll be one of those bands that sometime down the line end up getting picked up, and you know, we can say they were one of our discoveries. <laughs> we can take our credit for them. So this is Pennsylvania's Befell with Solitude.
www.facebook.com slash music and befell.bandcamp.com go there and check them out and that's that's another thing dude like bandcamp would have been awesome oh my back goodness there. could you imagine if we had access to bandcamp yeah 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 but hey not not to take away anything from those demo tape trading days and and all that and even even those those glorious days that you would find uh, and I'm not talking about a band from your scene because you you did see them in the shops and all that but when you found a demo tape or a live tape or whatever from another country a band from no, another country you know just in amongst like the stuff, you know, on your usual shelves and your usual record haunts and all that. Yeah. Those, those were golden moments. Uh-huh. Definitely, definitely. So hopefully someday soon people are going to be talking about Pennsylvania's Buffel much in the way with the same excitement that we are talking about everything right now. But the clock on the wall says it's kind of time to bring this crazy train into the station just a couple days ago as we speak dude it was 420 i don't know if that doesn't really mean very much to you and obviously it doesn't doesn't mean mean much to either of us yeah yeah that's kind of not my thing but it does produce some kick-ass music i remember what maybe five six years ago Yeah, cannabis corpse. Yeah, we uh, we we spoke. We spoke to uh, none other than Weed Eater. Oh on yes, four twenty. I will still never one of my favorite episodes. That. Oh, because it just it just it worked so well. Oh, yeah. And when I mentioned it to to our interview subject from from Weed Eater, he was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." It is 420 today, yeah. isn't it? Because I guess the guy just lives it. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Every yeah. day. Every day. Well, in honor of 420, in honor of Weed Eater, in honor of Cannabis Corpse, we're going to go out on a new track from Bongzilla. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Their new record, Weeds Codson is out now we're gonna go with the track free of the weed how can uh people get a hold of us well they have to put down the bong pick up the internet and go to radioactivemetal.org everything's out there all the shows go back through the archives if you missed last week's um marathon of wrestling and metal you've <laughs> missed a damn good time now i don't know shit about wrestling but I still got in a couple things there every now and then. It was all mm-hmm. right. But, mm-hmm. you know, the best part about that show is three out of four of the hosts knew about wrestling and three out of the four of the hosts knew about uh, guitars. So, you know, <laughs> you can go it. back and figure out how that worked. <laughs> was it the same three? Was it a different three? <laughs> RadioactiveMetal.org, that's where everything's archived. Facebook.com slash RadMetal. Great way to get a hold of us and keep up with show happenings. Um at RadMetal666 is our Instagram. It's also our Twitter, but we don't tweet often. But the Instagram, every time Snowy mentions an album, that's where it goes. Like mm-hmm. if he's talking about, oh, I got this, oh, I got that. 
you're going to see a copy of that next to the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That's how it works here on this show. That's my buddy, Stay yeah. Puft. You betcha. So you can check us out there. Um, okay, I got those. You have all the Twitter, Facebook, that sort of stuff. Um, fuck. We're on Pure Rock Radio no, Thursday night. No, no, no. I was saving, I was saving oh, that oh, one for the sorry. last. I was saving that for last. Oh. I was I was blanking on the Shining Wizards Network because I had all the uh, wrestling okay. stuff going on. So yes. shiningwizardsnetwork.com, right? So because of those guys, not only are we on iTunes, not only are we, you know, on the Google Play Store and Stitcher and all this sort of stuff, because of the Shining Wizards Network, if you search for the Shining Wizards on Spotify, you're going to find us. Dun, dun, right? dun. We're there. Yeah. We're everywhere. You can get us. Every, I feel like everywhere fine china is sold. Remember those commercials? <laughs> everywhere <laughs> this is sold, you'll find it. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, wow, that just took me back. But so shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Not only are we there, also is a wrestling night in Canada. Um, that's, that's a great um, show too. Yeah, it has um, three hosts that sound much like the three of the four hosts that we had last week on the show. Um, purely coincidental. Mm-hmm. And then, last but certainly not least, PureRockRadio.net. Hear us first every Thursday night live, quote unquote. Someday we're going to do a real live show there because we keep kicking that around. But um, you're going to hear us. It's going to be a good time. It's a party. It's a party like no other. But PureRockRadio.net, go check us out. You can hear the show and honestly a whole shitload of great shows. Yeah, yeah. We've been on Pure Rock Radio now for almost as long as this has been a show. And it's, it's definitely been our home. You know, horns up to Rich. Good, good, good Canadian boy as well. And thank you for everything. Um, and of course, um, all this talk about yes, yesteryear and all that. Um, if you would like to get a, you know a little piece of all of that goodness that we were talking about, I would love nothing more than for you to get a hold of us, you know, through one of those means. And if you want to. Uh, kick it the old the old fashioned way like like we did back in the 80s with the old snail mail and demo tape trading and all that great stuff i will be more than happy to just like the old pen bangers days dude so dirty yeah definitely definitely is so if you want to do that i would be more than receptive to that in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a yesterday to today episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off (laughs) 